fine. Heck, now it's, it's my turn to introduce. Oh, fine. No, you go ahead. Um, All right, Steve, you're, you're up. <laughs> this is awkward. All right, this is Brian David Marshall, Michael J. Flores, and Steve Saden here for Top 8 Magic. Uh, it is uh, the day after pre-release weekend. Did you, uh, did you go to a pre-release, Mike? What do you think? I don't think you did. I did not. Uh, S- Steve and I went. We went to uh, Nick Koss's uh, Top Deck Games in, what is that, Collinswood, New Jersey, or something like that? Or? Uh, it's around there. It's very close to Philly. Very close to Philly. It's actually, I mean, it's pretty much just Philly. Just like that part of Jersey where people wear Eagles, part of Jersey where people wear Eagles jerseys. What is it, Eagles? The Philadelphia Eagles. They're a football team. Oh, football. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Sixers. Yeah. They've got a fine center, the Sixers. He's got a big we, we actually, We actually went and saw Spencer. <laughs> I wasn't Spencer thought I was talking about Spencer. Spencer had like a good run at the beginning of last season, actually. Yeah, then he cut his mullet. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how I look at the stats of the players, and, and Steve identifies them based on how many tattoos they have, what kind of haircut. Yeah, we, you know, we enjoy, we enjoy basketball. <laughs> You enjoy you enjoy spreadsheets. <laughs> I do enjoy a spreadsheet. I've actually I wanted to some, do some sort of efficiency um, analysis of Tristan Thompson since Anderson Verge has gone out. But that probably reinforces the, the nerd thing you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's actually what I'm, I'm going to do when we get home. Yeah. Now we uh, we actually uh, we went we went for the pre-release in near Philly, and then with Becker, Nate Holt. Uh, Sean from Nate Holt from Walk the Plains. Walk the Plains. That's yeah. I, I did an interview with them two yeah. weeks ago. And then uh, Sean, who's his cameraman, and their friend Julian, who's a fairly new Magic player or well, fairly he recently, played, like twenty years, right? Ago. Recently returned Magic player. Uh, we went to the pre-release and then all went to see the Knicks. Just not show up. We showed up to see the Knicks versus the Sixers. The Knicks didn't show up. Were there key injuries? No, uh, actually, no. everyone was every, healthy. Every machine. machine, yeah. And Camby. Yeah. <laughs> I like Camby a lot. He hasn't done that much this season, though. He's, well, he's, he's been, been hurt. He's had fat plantar fasciitis. That's what uh, all basketball players eventually get. Yeah, Tony Parker had that for a year, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, it was a very, very disheartening game. Yeah, but the store was really nice. The store, oh, the store was yeah, awesome. Then you had Mello hit nine threes the next night, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it, was, it was pretty it was sweet. Nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Top Deck Games is, is pretty nice. If you get a chance to go there for a PQ yeah, right. show. Are sponsor or something? No, we liked, we had a great time. We went to this, we went there, we played, we had fun. You know, uh, Nick is an old Grey Matter guy, so I have a little, little, little I have a little bit of loyalty to him there. So, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it was good. I, uh, I was Simic. My, um, Simic was, was fun. But it is probably arable tang. Not up to Boros. Boros is. In, are you talking about in, in sealed? In yeah. sealed, yeah. Boros was a little like basically in hindsight, looking at my Simic deck. You know, I've got the Simic guild packs. So I got like fifteen Simic cards to augment my other five boosters, and I probably should have just been Boros. <laughs> Like, it was pretty insane. Uh, we ended up having all five guilds represented in our playgroup. So I was Semek. Steve was obviously Gruel. Uh Nate was Orzov. Um, Sean. Sean and Boros. Julian were both Boros. 
And we forced Becker to be Demir, despite the fact that he didn't want to be. Really? Why would Becker be Demir? He was we not told, happy about it. He was it. not happy about it. We told him he had to be because we needed to have one of every guild. Why would he just screw group? somebody else to like, be a different have, guild? Well, the two the two guys who were Boros were yeah, they really like Boros? They really like Boros, and they're both fairly new players or fairly recent competitive players. And they signed up earlier. Yeah, and they did sign up earlier. So we forced Becker to be. Oh, you're here. saying like Demir was left? Like here, Becker, mm-hmm. have have watery dream. Yes, that's pretty much what we said. And then he played Orzov with his <laughs> Demir deck. <laughs> Typical Becker. Um, but uh, you know. I was really happy with Gruel, unsurprisingly. Yeah, yeah no, unsurprisingly. You, you, uh, you 4 0'd. Yeah, it was like Gruel. Yeah, actually, I kind of wish that I could have played in uh, five pre release fights last weekend. So you, could play, so you could play all five guilds? No, so I could play Gruel five times. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I mean, I would obviously just play Simic again if I could play again. Uh, I didn't get any Cloudfront Raptors, which I think is probably. The key to Simic doing really well. Speaking of Cloudfin Raptor, why don't we talk about new cards? All right. I mean, let's, we talked about Cloudfin Raptor already, right? It's one of my favorite cards. We, we really like that card. Um, I don't even remember which cards we talked about. Well, it's already. just like only. Oh, I mean, we're not going to sit here for six hours. All right, that's right? fine. So let's just like say things that we want to say about the right. ones that we see. Let me ask you a question. Like everyone I know who played played Orzov this weekend, who had an Alms Beast was raving about this card. I told you, I thought it'd be good and constructive. Yeah, and then I was going to say, it's, you know, the hunted uh, wumpus of the of the set. What do you think? I'm a fan. It's just, it's really big. For if someone cost. blocks with a lingering souls token, they gain one life, and then you're hitting them for six again the next turn. Yeah, I think it's the kind of Well, they gain one life again the next turn. Ah! <laughs> All right, so, I, it's actually interesting. I, I was, uh, there's an open... Open series coming up in two weeks right, in, in Edison, New Jersey. You're going to that, right? I am. And, and so that's the weekend before the program. Apparently, I'm just like staying by myself. My normal roommate has a different roommate. No further comments. Um, I might go. All right, you can stay with me. Yeah. So, the, uh, um, so I was testing legacy decks, I was testing a couple different ones. And so uh, I'm in this spot where my, I thought sees my opponent, puts, puts me down to eight that thought sees my opponent. Uh, and he's got, like, a Vendillion click in play and a Crocus in play, a Vendillion click in hand, and two Lingering Souls in hand. And I'm just like, what am I... Okay. Any pick is horrible, right? So, um, maybe I'm 11 at this point. So, so I take the Vendillion click, because I'm not giving him a Lingering Souls straight down, right? So I have three Ink Moth Nexus in, my, uh, in play. And um, so he attacks me uh, down to eight, plays in flashbacks... Lingering Souls. So I just, like, draw my cards. Very good. But he has, like, a bunch of Lingering Souls back. And he attacks me for lethal. I animate one of my Inkmon Nexuses and block his his uh, Vendillion click. And then he Karakuses himself to not, not have it trade. So it puts me down to three. And then on my upkeep, he plays his, uh, his Vendillion... Or on my draw, sorry. Plays his Vendillion click, and he sees that I have a Progenitus, a Brainstorm, and a... And a... What? And a Blazing Shoal. You... What? Oh, okay. Blazing Shoal. Blazing Shoal combo. All right. No. The, the, sorry. You <laughs> redeemed it at the end. Okay. So, uh, and he's like, takes off, takes the Blazing Shoal. So, all right. I draw into a Blazing Shoal with his stupid... 
<laughs> stupid uh, Vendillion click. So I animate all three of my nexuses and attack him with everything. He blocks. He's like, whatever. Haha. And I'm like, all right, kill you. And he's just like going nuts on me, right? Like, yeah. so you could see Moto. Moto, like, censoring him. He's like, you're such a cheater. You cheated last game, too. I'm like, I combo oh. killed him with, like, a brain. You know, what, you know what we call these guys? What? Shuffler truthers. Shuffler truthers? So, like, <laughs> so I'm like, I, I don't even know what's I'm like, dude, you had five mana open. You could have just played and flashed back Lingering Souls. That you, I know you have in your hand. It's your last card. That's why I could just kill you. And I would have zero percent chance of winning. But no, you had to be cute with your Caracas. Oh, I know I could pick up a legend with this. Like, did you not notice that I that I had a brainstorm in my hand and I didn't cast it pre-combat? I probably would have still killed you. Oh, I'm waiting for this to tie into Alms Beast. Oh, so <laughs> it was about blocking the only green oh, okay. which is what my buffoonish opponent did not do. Yeah, so, but you don't like that deck? I think it's what, what, pretty good. What, what, uh, no, I didn't realize you were yeah. playing with uh, Blazing just, Shoal. Like, yeah. I thought you were like, shoot going up here. Just randomly had progenitus. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you just some classic things. Mike Flores, Shuko, progenitus combo deck. I don't well, if the game goes along long enough, you'll have enough mana to cast it. So No, but you don't have <laughs> the colors. Uh, Actually, if you have every month. That seems, like, that seems like, I thought you were a good deck designer, Mike. Why are you building a deck where you don't even can't even cast the spell? But you have Metamorphose in your deck to help you, right? No. Oh, <laughs> I have two moxes. If I got, <laughs> even if I had four moxes, I would have to imprint all my moxes with progenitus to get to cast a future progenitus. I don't think it would really work out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I actually like assembled. I was just going to ask you about that card because this this is a card another card people were just raving about like at the pre-release, but just just seems like such a great inevitable. Win condition. I don't know if it's good enough. And I think it is. Either, but I think it's going in so, having a so big impact. Assemble the Legion is an enchantment. It costs three and then red and white. So it's Boros, Boros plus three. Well, it's not. It's red, white plus yeah. three. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a muster counter on Assemble the Legion. Then put a 1-1 one, one red and white soldier creature token with haste onto the battlefield for each muster. That's really powerful. So you get one, and then you get two, yeah. and then you get three, which is what I think a lot of people didn't... Realize about the card in some of the early talk I heard, you know, just around the... I, th- I think it's far too expensive for Constructed. I think it's going to be really strong. Like, you play that in a deck with, like, Terminus and other board sweepers. This is... Yeah, like, even, even if you sweep your own tokens away next turn, okay. you're like, four tokens with haste! Oh, but keep in mind, this card matches oh, up haste, yeah. really well against Planeswalkers. Oh, that's a good point as well. Okay. I think that what it's you still have, not good. What if you have Blazing Shoal and Progenitus? They don't have Infect, Brian. <laughs> I, like, I you need it, two of those. To Mike, I think it's like two months. Yeah. Maybe five. You're going to be building decks around this card. Oh, no. I will build decks with it today, and I, they won't be good. <laughs> Do you remember when, when uh, Dark Ascension came out? You liked Gather the Town Folk, and I'm like, oh, I like the five mono one. <laughs> yeah. Turns yeah. out we were both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just saying the five. But that's a pretty powerful card. I, I didn't realize it had haste, which is actually the opposite of a card Brian was showing me earlier, which is um, Rubble Belt Raiders. Holy crap! Do I love that card? Well, at first I was like, wow, you don't even need red. It could just be greensies. Right, because it's it's gruel, gruel, gruel one. Yeah, so it attacks a four four the Rubble Belt. I, at first at I least it was, at least a four yeah. one. That, a four four. That's the thing, right? Because when it attacks. Uh, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it for each attacking creature you control. So if you, like, elfed it out on turn three, 
on turn four when you attack, it attacks as a 5-5. Five, five. So it would be it's good a, with Assemble the Legion. Yeah, it would be insane with so, Assemble the Legion. So you guys don't see us, um, you know, we're... If we were all sitting in our underwear, you you wouldn't have to be horrified by that. But we're we're not. We're sitting in. Um, we don't even have <coughs> underwear on. <laughs> uh, so, but what I'm doing right now is is signing copies of Michael J. Flores' Decade, which is still apparently people still want to buy it, which yeah. is great. So I'm signing them, and I saw this on the back. When it comes to the history or theory of Magic: The Gathering, few are as qualified as Mike Flores. I should know. It was a deck of his design, Napster, that I piloted to the 2000 National Championships. What I learned then is equally true today. I wonder if it's equally true today. today. Five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) When Mike Flores... Five years ago. Seven years later, dude. When Mike Flores says something about magic, you'd do well to listen. Who said that? Who said that? John Finkel. So, are you better than John Finkel? No. This is John Finkel's opinion. Michael J. Flores Decade, available at topicmagic.com. <laughs> just putting it out there. You just like to read that every now and then. Um, you read that on the subway. People are like, who the hell is John Finkel? What, is, what are you talking about? Apparently, side copies are still available. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's, let's talk about some more cards. Uh, people are really excited about Aurelius Shuri. Is this like, is this so, like the defining... Bonfire of the Damned of the so, set. Let's let's outline what it is for, for so those X, at home. Red, white, for an instant. Aurelius Shuri deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or players. Tap each creature dealt damage this way, players dealt damage this way, can't cast non creature spells this turn. You could actually just like ting somebody for one with this on turn three and it's kind of like a an abeyance. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it's a powerful card because usually effects like this require you to invest way more mana than zero additional mana to, to retarget things. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an instant. It, yeah. It's powerful. It can kill Planeswalkers. Yeah. yeah. It can kill a whole bunch of Lingering Souls tokens. Then, I mean, then really they would never block your... Here in Nexus. Yeah. I mean, it seems, it seems really, I mean, is this is this like the chase card for the set? I don't think so. I think that. I mean, it's certainly Bonfire of the Damned. I bought at the top of the market because that's how I. I also paid fifty five dollars for my Baneslayer Angels. <laughs> um, I bought it at like I think also at fifty five dollars. I think it's possible. Yeah, they were really expensive at one point. Uh, when they're now like only fifteen dollars, I mm-hmm. think. No, Next Star City selling them for like forty again. Oh yeah? yeah. So I mean, I still bought them well above what they're they're currently priced at, but I I don't see this remotely approaching yeah. that that price point. I mean, at fifteen dollars, play though. fifteen dollars, it's a mythic, right? You know, yeah, it's not bonfire the damn. Yeah. I don't think that's that's all I'm saying. But it does. I mean, it does something pretty different than than bonfire. Like you said, I mean, this this. I mean, assuming you you have a control deck that has access to red. Right. You know, so you like, think this is a control card? Yeah, like oh. the ability to like. Really, I see this. I guess we're. I, just, mean, I can see this I both. Think it's both yeah. I think yeah. I see this as a Naya card. Yeah, this card would have been really good against Bloodbraid Elf, but we don't have to worry about that now that it's abandoned modern. So, um, do you guys, you guys never followed UMTG Taps right when they were coming up. No. The the way that they got any kind of traction and popularity was uh, Big Head Joe Panuska. Um, tried to do this petition to get Bloodbraid Elf banned, and sure. I was just like, "You're so stupid." Uh, stop with your stupid non-analysis magic. Right. By the R-T- way, give RT RT. Like, 
Yeah, give me another podcast. I love your podcast so yeah. much. But shut up. Okay. And so he 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 obviously Facebook. So he's like, oh, who's right now? Yeah, but it's not the same thing. Yes. Like a card being banned in modern yeah. is not nearly the same thing as a card being banned in standard. Like they just banned cards because they feel like it. They're like, oh, this deck is just getting too much. Fun. It's not like it's not like they've just said Bloodbraid Elf is the most broken card ever. They're like, what's the most ubiquitous card in Jund? We want to punish Jund a little bit, right? Like they're not. They're not banning cards because they're the most broken cards ever. Is right? the format really better with Ponder and Preordain and Banned? Like, I think a lot of yeah. these cards... That, yeah. Yeah. Why? Because it's, it actually it's just, allows it's just, players to play a wide range of It's decks. just the critical mass of... I think it hurts good players. I think it's yeah, that's... That's probably well, that's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good to hurt good players. Well, you know what I mean. I mean like, you don't want to, to see a handful of players who are just better than most players... Winning with the same decks over and over and over and over again. I'm sorry, isn't that what they've been doing with Jund for the past... Sure, and, that, and then the idea is to try to punish Jund now a little bit. And also, the thing is... I don't mean, and I don't know if they do it. Like, people online today were talking about Jund being... Like, well, Still good. just play Huntmaster of the Fells? People, well, there was a version with Huntmaster of the Fells. But the, that card doesn't do nearly the same thing. Right, right. Well, like, yeah, the, the, the 2 2 token is not nearly as good. Well, it's as not as good as a Liliana. Or which a is what, like people are flipping a, a, a Liliana into play. Now, going on a total tangent, I'd like it if Modern had a suspended list instead of just a That is a great idea. I've, I've talked about that a lot. For, I'd like to see that. In, I'd like to see a version of standard. Yeah. That exists alongside regular standard. That's just like, yeah, these cards are for the month of July. You don't play with these. You can't play with this card, right? For the month of July, yeah. you know this is banned. But I mean, that's, that's difficult to do. You have a card on the suspended list for three months, six months, one month, whatever it is. So for the month of February, no Rubble Belt Raiders, guys. None. None. I think that I think that the world we can, can make this happen. Us. We yes. can make this <laughs> right, let's keep going. Right. I like Bane Alley Broker's Arts. I do too. Kind of cool. I looking. do. I think it's an interesting card. I think it's actually a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, uh, looting effect. I mean, I don't know if I'll get it. It's right. pretty expensive for a looter. Oh, three mana. So no three. Cephalid Looter saw no play outside of block, but it only had one toughness. Yeah, it's zero three. And this also, like, the upside of this, like, the idea that you get to, like, put a card away for later. Like, you can actually just hide cards. You can protect cards. Now, this. one sort of unfortunate side effect of it is that it doesn't allow you to discard lands to fuel up Deathrite Shaman. Sure. Yeah. Look at you thinking about Deathrite Shaman in standard. Cool. I mean, people play it, but it's not really, you know. I want to build a... Uh, Red black or a jund beatdown deck with Deathrite Shaman. How are you gonna get land in the great? Work. Uh, I'm not getting land. I'm just nugget them. Yeah. Nug nug. <laughs> Two extra. Yeah. Just grim lava answering them. You just play like bump in the night and accomplish much the same. Thing. Uh yeah, I'm also playing. <laughs> could you could do both? My bad. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe how stupid. Nug <laughs> nug. It's not nug. Blank. What What do you guys think about Biovisionary? I think, I think it'll be played. You, I mean, you, you liked Laboratory Maniac kind of combo decks and standard. Yeah. You thought they were interesting. I think that. I mean, I think this is just an obvious way to win with Enter the Infinite. Then what does that do? Um, it's like eleven mana. Is that right? Yeah. 
you draw all your deck minus one card, and um, that's it. Then you don't have a you don't have an upper hand limit. But the only way you would get that card into play is if you on omniscience first, right? So you omniscience and then enter the infinite. Man, you just play all the bioimaginaries. Wouldn't you rather just Angel and Glories Rise them back? Or is, but I guess you there's, better, also do there's just better things to do with your Angels and Glories Rise. No, maybe not. I mean, how many clone effects are in standard right now? Evil Twin, Clone, and uh, Cackling Counterpart. And, oh, the, new and one. the new Cypher one. Yeah. Which we'll get to. But. Yeah, I, this might not be a serious card. Yeah. Um... Borgo, Borbori, Gomos, Enraged, whatever. Seems like crap. I mean, it just seems like a, an EDH-y type card. Boros Charm on the other This is a card people are pretty excited about. Four damage to target player. Permanence you control are indestructible this turn. Uh, or target creature gains double strike and double damage. All of those are awesome. Will it really find a home? Yeah. Peace always says it'll be played in Legacy, actually. Oh, yeah, seems, definitely. Seems perfectly reasonable. I played that in Legacy. Like, people are bringing in Wraths out of their sideboard against your yeah. aggro creature. Counterspells Wrath. Terminus is just getting better and better. Yeah. Every set. People play yeah, Terminus sure. in Legacy now? Uh, yeah, they played in the Blue-Eyed Miracle decks. It's so good with Sensei. Each time they... Yeah. And Brainstorm. Yep. Yeah. But they keep printing ways to allow creatures to live through a Supreme Verdict. Great. But Terminus just yep. goes up and up. So, let's see... Cartel Aristocrat, that's an interesting card. Uh, and great art, also. White, black, 2-2, two, two, sacrifice another creature, Cartel Aristocrat gains protection from the color of your choice in all turns. So like Mother of Runesy type effect. Just for her. Except for her. But she's like it's, a, like, it's like abusive Mother of Runes. She's like a 2-2 two, two for 2, but like, look at, she's like very obvious synergy with cards like Gravecrawler and yeah. and uh, Geralt's Messenger. Or like, she's a sack outlet for um, uh, for... Blood artist decks. Sure. So she's a human. Yeah. She. Yeah. So she also comes back. You know, with uh, Angel of Glory's Rise. Oh yeah. So that's a great catalyst for Angel of Glory's Rise decks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about Call of Nightwing. You don't. You don't care for. At first, I thought it was cumulative. You thought you can't just get the. Cat- yeah, I thought you get to cipher each time. Yeah. No. And it was really exciting, but now I think it's not. Clan Defiance? It's just the wrong world for that guy. Clan Defiance? It's the wrong world, yeah. Just not as good as Aurelia's Fury? It's certainly not as good as Aurelia's Fury. Right? Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, you get to do it to every... Like, I can pay five and do five to that creature and five to you. I mean, Sure. I mean, you know. So you've got seven mana to throw at your clan defiance. Yeah, well. I, I'm just saying, like, you really think this but it's is a sor- yeah, it's a sorcery. Yeah, a pyramid oh, deck. I didn't yeah. realize it was a sorcery. Yeah, I didn't like, either. <laughs> there's just so many better things you can do with yeah. that amount of mana. Like, think about even just, like, doing three, right? Which is yeah. a reasonable amount of damage to do, like, to kill a Tarmogoyf or something. It takes five mana. Skip, skip, skipping ahead to... I mean, we talked about that fact angel last time. We talked about Consuming Aberration. Demir uh, Charm. So this is another one of the charms. Blue, black, choose one, counter target, sorcery, spell. So envelope. Or destroy target creature with power two or less. Or look at the top three cards of target player's library, then put one back and the rest into that player's graveyard. Playable. I think it's good. This is an envelope. <laughs> yeah, it's just good. It doesn't counter instant, so it doesn't stop, like, Sphinx's Revelation, which is the, the really problem card in Sure. I could see this card getting played in modern. 
It kills Death Ray Chalman. I think it's a playable card. It's, a, it's an inefficient solution to a Death Ray Chalman. Two mana? Yeah, yeah I mean, normally I want to be in that spot, right? You'd rather be casting, like, Disfigure or Lightning Bolt? Or yeah, like, I mean, just the, the, the tempo oh, of I mean, the assuming, game assuming you don't have some other, like, use for... No, it's a playable card. I'm yeah, just saying that that's yeah. not the fight you right. want to be in. Sure. Sure. Uh, I can tell you, this is a card that I'm going to draft a lot. It's Dinrova Horror. This is a card that I will probably first pick every time I see it. Six, ma- six mana for a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, four blue-black. But when Dinrova Horror enters the battlefield, return target permanent to its owner's hand. Then that player discards a card. So it's uh, like a like a Vidalcan dismisser meets recoil. But are you going to be Demir? I don't. I'm this card. I'm, just, I'm going to tell you something about how much I love dismisser effects. Like I can just splash. I can splash. The last time there was a card like this, it was a two-two. Vidalcan dismisser. Yeah. 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 This card is just really good. Right, and you can use your Verdant Havens and what's yeah. that Verdant Haven? Yeah, Ver- I, I played Verdant Haven this weekend in my in my Simic deck. It was really. Very, very exciting. You know, the, the idea that you get, you know, two mana out of that land now and two life. Like, you're able to, like, play it and still have mana up to do something. Acceptable analysis. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was good. But, uh, yeah, I could see myself just splashing this card all the time in, in a Simic deck. I could see myself splashing it in an Orzhov deck. <laughs> I mean, it's just... You could just see yourself playing it in a Gruul deck. No, probably not. Uh, we talked about Don Mirati. Where did about, you land on that? deck has a lot of pit fights. Um, we, we liked it, right? Like, you, I think it's... He, he thought it was kind of poop. I thought it was, you know, good. It's fine. I mean, I don't know. Like, what I do you think? It's your, think it's your type of card, Steve. Uh, I don't think it's good enough right now. I could see that changing in four months or six months. When yeah, we have new cards to play with. I, I wasn't that enthused by Sphinx's Revelation when I got it as a preview card. I think they're pretty good at, at picking preview cards for top decks that are. I mean, you play, this, you play this on turn two. Right. What's your What's your best outcome? You, you play it on turn two. You take it up. You reveal a card, a creature. You put it in your hand. You're up a card. Yeah, like, maybe you hit a creature. I mean, like maybe. just taking it up is is good. Because yeah. if you can ultimate with it, you, like every garbage creature in your deck becomes very powerful. Right. Yeah, I mean, this guy's card's insane. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem that exciting. Like, it's it's a four on turn two. Like, what's your opponent doing? You know, not a main deck card, maybe, but certainly certainly a sideboard card. I think, I think it has to be a main deck card if you're going to play it. Can you think of matchups where you're like, you know what I really need? A do-nothing planeswalker. It doesn't affect the battlefield. Like, like, like the thing initially. is, it doesn't know. But like, let's say you think you're just going to get. What if you think your opponent's just going to like sweep the board? You're playing. Your opponent's and, playing and you're just and you're just like you know they're just looking to get in a position where they can sweep your board, and you're just like okay, come the same as triumph of ferocity. I'm going to play these harder guys. to cast, so you just cast triumph of ferocity and just destroy them. If like, you have a board. No, like you just play it on the. the think of like the situations Brian's talking about. Right, right. You just you, play you turn to you turn to a triumph for Frosty. You just draw three cards before they do anything here. It's way better than Dombey Red for what he's talking about. Yeah, I think that's this fair. card either ends up being like insane or mostly unplayable. Like it, I, I think it just doesn't compare favorably to Triumph of Frosty if you're trying to grind somebody. Sure. And but if it there's other obviously there's other. 
potential upside to it. Like, getting your awesome guy to fight and maybe, like, level up in a fight or something. Like, that combined with um, Primordial Ooze. It's a good combo, right? Sure. Uh, it's a good combo with uh, Indestructible Vampires. It's, like, you could, like, play that quickly, play Falcon Wrath Aristocrat, get in, make Falcon Wrath Aristocrat Indestructible and kill their best guy. <coughs> Like, you could, like, even level it up and do that. Like, those are those are available things. Like, Falcon Rath Aristocrat goes in the same deck as John Rad, right? Yeah. Falcon Rath so, Aristocrat goes in a lot of decks. So, like, I, I think that those perspectives are, are good on it. But if you just want to grind, like, Triumph Frost is easier to cast. And, I mean, well, and, okay, so what if you have um, Stone Right and John Rad? Then you can just you have this ability to kill off kill like, really large like creatures yeah, with your. What a uh, so who did you have to pay to get Duskmantle Seer made a Bob that actually kills your opponent as well as yourself. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, it's, it's a like your it's like your dream card. It's yeah, like, but you know what? I don't even really like it that much. <laughs> it's just too good. So just, <laughs> I don't like it. Dustmantle Seer, two, blue-black for a flying 4-4. Four, four. Beginning of your upkeep, each player reveals the top card of their advantage of her library, loses life equal to that card's converted mana cost, and then puts that card in his or her hand. Oh, I like that card. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but it, average, that card could be green-red. Oh, my, yes. But the average, uh, you just, and it's a 4-4 four, four flyer. So they can they're pick up their Tarmogoyf. I mean, sorry, their, their Thrag Tusk. They're, like, nugging five. Like, oh, I guess I'll and just a four, get four that. Blinders. That's big. Yeah, four, four That's bigger than Resto, Angel. It is. Dies in battle with Vampire Nighthawk like everybody else. <laughs> it's a good card. And it's a vamp? Yeah, and a wizard. Whatever that's that card. That's good. Is that the top of your curve? You have a lot of cheap answers? I don't know. Think about the profile of decks that cast a four-four creature. A four-mana creature. You might build just a different deck around this guy. Yeah, I mean... Like, the decks that can do that and want to do that don't aren't in those colors. The, the decks that want to kill somebody with a creature that are in those colors cast a bigger creature. I've played Nightshade, Stinger, Cloud Sprite decks before. Yeah, they don't cast fours. I played fours. Mistbind Click? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were playing Mistbind Click before it was... Before, bitter, before it was before, any good. Before it was any good. Before it was blue-black. <laughs> Played so many decks before they were cool. <laughs> when you say cool, you mean good. Yeah, yeah he means a, they... he means a set away from relevance. <laughs> it's like I had Vector Esp and I tricked Kai Buddha into playing it. I tricked multiple Hall of Famers into playing <laughs> that. Deck. I was just making fun of me the other week, and he's just like, "Look, I will stand behind the choice of playing Vector Esp in that deck." I'm like, "What about playing Vector Esp?" He's like, "I will stand behind the choice." <laughs> what about playing Vector Esp? V? I will stand behind the choice and the deck. I'm like. He's like, look, I tried to buy Channel Fireball's deck and they wouldn't give it to me. Vector <laughs> Esp. Um, Executioner Swing, meh. Meh. Played Eggs before it was cool, too. Years before. It was like five years before it was oh, cool. Yeah. With, like, no additional cards. Right. Sk- skipping down to Gruel Charm. Uh, you, you played Gruel. So you really, you really liked Gruel as a limited... Yeah, like, I would say my creatures were so big, and I had so much Blood Rush. Uh, the thing blood is, you don't want like hatred, right? You, you don't play Blood Rush into a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of mana up. Maybe you don't. Okay. You should not <laughs> do that. Oh. Oh, should, okay. 
You can just play these really big creatures turn after turn, and at some point your opponent's going to have to tap low to try to keep right. up. And so, like, we're talking about cards like Gorklan Rampager, which is, like, 2R, 2RG for a beast, a literal beast with a 4-4 trampler. Um, and then if you don't, like, play him, if you just, like, if he's just in your hand, if you're just, like, ahead on the board and your opponent has some kind of trick, like, this guy is just plus 4, plus 4, and trample. This guy's just, what was that card? That did that. There was a card that was like plus four, plus two in Trample. That got played in like modern. Yeah, I'm playing this card. This card is this card is modern playable. Yeah, I'm playing this card in construction. Seems like an okay card. It's like either a four four or just plus four, plus four. You have to think about the profile of the decks that are going to play cards like this. Yes, red green creature decks. I don't think red green creature decks want to have to to play a red and a green on demand for that effect. I don't think that is a common thing that they would want. I think that maybe you're going to find situations like this that where there's an open and, and that its flexibility would win out. But are you really going to tell me that you're you're working on your curve? You hit your 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 two GR point of the curve. Played, have you played standard? I've like played Huntmaster of the Fells. What 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 mana difficulties do you have? It's not about mana difficulties. It's about opportunity cost. Your There's other things that that casting cost that you would much rather play in a red green creature deck. It's like the ability to jump two or four. What four? I'm not. Yeah, I don't see a four. He's looking at the two, the blood rush cost. And then, like, sometimes you pay its alternate casting cost and you get a 4-4 creature. But there's, like, I, what's better, getting plus 4, plus 4, or just nugging someone for 4? Depends. No, no. I'm asking Steve. What's better? Usually nugging them for Usually 4. Usually nugging someone for 4. But you will pass up on many efficient ways to just nail someone for 4 because there's other ba- good available cards. No, I don't do that. Like, you play Char. You're going to nug people for more than 4, Basically, first of yeah. all. You're going to nug people for more than four with this a lot sure, of time, sure. too. They don't get trampled. Yeah, it gets trampled. Oh, they get trampled. Yeah, this is... I don't. I think it's a, a fine card. I, I think that Perfect. I think that you're optimistic about it. Char and Flame Javelin have gotten just so much use in my deck. Yeah, Flame Javelin's a good man. Yeah. Anyway, is anyone ever going to play Ground Assault in Constructive? I think that card's pretty good. RRG. It's like a spitting... Uh, it's like spitting it's like a earth. weird... Spitting Earth or Spread, yeah. No, it's Uh, way better than Spitting Earth. Right, no, it's better than Spitting Earth because it's just the number of lands you control. Like, I have to kill something. Rampy decks would want to play that, right? And it's not limited to flyers or non flyers. Or or snow coveredness. It's a sorcery. Yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, decks that are in like some of these colors, like, you guys, you just take like the crappier version of a thing and you basically, and it's basically a terror, right? Like, nine times out of ten, it does what like the terror, you want, what you wanted the terror to do, right? So, like, kills a a vampire nighthawk, kills a dusk mantle seer. You know, those decks are really bad against vampire nighthawk. I, I think, like, Two mana isn't that much. Yeah, like, they, I mean, how bad is your Gorklan Rampager against it? So your opponent's just going to try to clock you with the Vampire Nighthawk. You can have your Gorklan Rampager in here, like, I'm going to get you for four someday. Like, you need, meanwhile, he's just been chipping you for two. And and gaining, you just want to kill him. No? You get to do both. I mean, you, you're not going to not do one at the exclusion of the other, No, I'm you? saying, you, you want to have this effect. You need to deal with a card like that. Uh, I'm not going to play Actually, that there's card a, in my... There's a much better... Index. By the way, there's a much better card here if you want to kill Vampire Night on oh, yeah. Ground Assault. Gruel Charm. Well, it costs more, right? It costs... R, it's RG. It costs the same? Uh, well, it's what? It's got to be a sorcery, too, right? Cre- it's an instant. It's an instant? Cre- creatures without flying can't block this turn. Or gain control of all permanents you own, which is kind of a really nice corner case ability. Like... 
probably not something that is terribly relevant at the moment, but... It's, like, brooding sorry and everything. Yeah, but, I mean, like, uh, you know, that's all. And then, or Gruel Charm deals three damage to each creature with flying. Yeah, this is by far the weakest of the charms in the... The RTR. I mean, you're just talking. You're I'm just talking. I'm wording that in. Yeah. in a lot of matches. <laughs> you're just talking to me about how Vampire Nighthawk is just ruining your day left and right. The, the card that I like was the saying, ability to hit two, the ability to kill two Vampire, Vampire Nighthawks for three for two mana kills all of your Lingering Souls tokens. Okay. Yeah, kills all of your Ink Moth Nexuses. This card is right. good. I think that it's. Fine. I don't think it's good. it's very good. It's a sideboard card. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You typically want more impact out of your sideboard cards than flexibility. But you get, you get, I mean, you get a lot of flexibility about that. No, no, you want more impact than flexibility out of your sideboard cards, typically. It's rare that you have very good sideboards that are full of flexible cards. I like flexible cards. In sideboards? Yeah. John Charm or Actors Charm? Yeah, I don't know. This this seems, uh, game control of all permanents you own seems pretty good against, like, you know, you're building, you're playing some Zudak, and your opponent's like siding in all their stupid uh, threads, of threads of disloyalty. What does that do, though? You, you gain control of it, and then what? And then you own it. You gain control of it. It's yours. But, then, but what? What about the? Say they have like a Vidalcan Shackles, right? They've gained control of the thing. All right, I gain control of it back. Then what? Then you keep control of it. Yes. They would have to untap their Vidalcan Shackles and then retake control of it if they wanted to. But they now have a dead. Threads of disloyalty if you... you Are you sure that's how that works? Gain control of all permanents you own. So you play I Threads of Disloyalty... It says that. You, yeah. you play Threads of Disloyalty, it says yeah. gain control of Enchanted Creature. Yeah. You gain control of it. But I still own it. And now I play... Well, there's just like a Threads of Disloyalty sitting on a decorative Threads of Disloyalty? Yes. Yeah. That's how it works? Yeah. If you say so. I mean, they could play another Threads of okay. Disloyalty. I'm running full on if you say so. I mean, I don't see how it could work any other way. I, I don't know. It seems like a weird ability. It is a weird ability. It's good. I think they're I think like that's... making that combat medic card, and they're like, what other random abilities? <laughs> <can I have?" laughs> what, if, what, if, what if it made creatures lose hexproof? No, 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 no. We've already got that covered on another <laughs> weird card. <laughs> like, I don't know. Hey, Mark, did you have any, like, really stupid ideas? So what if we untapped all the lands when you cast spells? No, no, no. <laughs> Different kind of stupid, Put Mark. Put Mark back in the box. It's like, oh, can we do another Necropotence variant? We haven't done that in a while. No, 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 Mark. How about uh, how about in the other file? Like, oh, I don't know. Gain control all the creatures you own? Done. <laughs> uh, rage beast, whatever. We talked about High Priest Dependence. You, you yeah, really it like seems good. Sword. It seems just... This seems like a kind of card Steve really likes as well. Whenever High Priest Dependence is dealt damage, you may destroy target non-land permanent. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play it, but... Seems like an awesome like, blocker. Well, exactly. It's like, super annoying. Exactly. But, like, but also seems like, I'm not going to play it. Seems like the kind of card you could also set up some sort of recurring... Steve is trying to, like... He grows a beard. He's, like, making this, like, alternate person who, like... You think that people don't know that you did nothing but game with Dawn Elemental and a Chroma's Vengeance for it was years? A different lifetime. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> like, how big were your Kyrian Dryads when you won that Grand Prix? Like two two? At most. At most. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, oh no, I am like the beat downy as a block. <laughs> block with this, please. I got so much damage in with my Kyrian <laughs> feeders. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm not the only person who's top a gr- legacy Grand Prix who's carrying feeders in his deck anymore. Oh, yeah? Sam Black like did. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Hydroform seems like a kind of card you would like, Brian. I, I like it as a, a combat <coughs> trick. I certainly like it against Boros and Limited. Just like people here don't seem to be on the same page as me on that. Everyone seems like pretty frowny about it. But it feels like the kind of card to me that just inevitably people are going to end up playing. And I like it against around. somebody else's wrath. They're like, wrath, they're like, screw you. Hydro form. <laughs> That's kind of nice, actually. It's not the worst. Yeah. You can take out their Nephalia Drown Yard. Nope. You can't? Oh. Okay. Why not? Yeah. I was thinking of High Priest Dependence. I think, like, I taking out their Nephalia Drown Yard is awesome. How are they going to kill you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there other Nephalia Drown Yard? Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna play this and you're gonna construct with this card? Hydroform? Yeah. I've done stupider things than that. I mean, can you make it a griffin? <laughs> what, what is it? You don't remember the Griffin, griffin uh, the Griffin Canyon deck? No. So you get a Griffin Canyon in play, you animate it with say a hydroform. hydroform. <laughs> and then you had a natural unnatural selection, and you make it a griffin. Okay. And now you can tap your Griffin Canyon to untap itself and give it plus one, plus one. And then you can make an infinitely large Griffin Canyon and then attack. So, probably the second or third time I went to neutral ground. Just getting... Armed with a Dawn Elemental deck. No, this is before then. <laughs> I didn't know I played Magic very well. I didn't even know what deck construction rules were. I had, like, this 40-card <laughs> sliver deck because I had bought a bunch of slivers from the case. They seemed <laughs> yeah. cool. And I was looking for someone to play me, and Brian was the only guy who was around. <laughs> he blew you out. He kicked the shit out of me with his Griffin Canyon deck. <laughs> Remember it to this day. <laughs> oh, my one win with Griffin. No, I actually won a lot. With, I mean, that was a fun deck. I, I won a lot with that, though. Kingpin's pet. I like the name. Yeah, it I, doesn't I, look anything like Kingpin. I gotta, t- I gotta admit something. I hate extort. I just Why? It's it. awesome. It's just like the dullest freaking mechanic ever. Like I understand it's good. It's good. It's like it's everything really good. I've ever wanted re- in magic. Really? Ruining someone's You day. just want to like bookkeep? No, no, I just want to ruin it. You want to bookkeep? You want to make tick marks? Yeah, like I want to make tick marks on their soul. You get one of those green visors? You ever date a cutter? <laughs> <laughs> Find like these little razors. Another card. <laughs> <laughs> little razors in somebody's like a top card. drawer. They're crusted with something brown. Uh, you're like, what is that? It's blood, Brian. So uh, memories of college. We talked about was that mastermind last time. What do you think about Master Biomancer? Oh, I don't I haven't seen this one yet. So two uh, two green blue for a two four, and then each other creature you control enters a battlefield with a number of additional. Plus one, plus one counters on it, equal to Master Biomancer's power, and as a mutant in addition to the other types. Oh, so each other creature you control enters the battlefield with a number of additional... So, for example, if I play Master, I have Master Biomancer in play, and then I play another creature, it would get two plus one, plus one What counters. if I geared him up with a pike? Then he would get a lot more counters. But it's a creature deck, so it probably wasn't that big. Sure, or if you played a second Master Biomancer... Oh, and then he becomes a force. He'd be a force, and then your third master biomancer. Yeah, I kind of like Cackling counterpart. He's clearly stupid, but (laughs) I kind of like him. Agree, he's stupid, but you kind of like him. Yeah, I I love him. He's like Louis C.K. 
How is Louis C.K. stupid? I feel like he acts kind of stupid no, as character. No, he's like the smartest comedian out there. Mm. So the opposite of Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah. But you still like it. Yeah. So Paul Blart Mall Cop? <laughs> I don't know that one. Uh, Merciless Eviction. I don't it's like a, this one. This is a classic Michael J. Card. I like challenge it. you. I challenge that you will go an entire two-year arc of this, or a year and a half, or whatever it is that this set is out Without playing this card in a constructed Not game. only... If I spot you in the tournament practice room playing this card, can I, like, have Mary Jacobson slap you? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first all right. of all, I just want to point out that, like, I was just like, no way I'm playing Pilgrim's Eye. I'm not going to fall through your stupid shenanigans with Pilgrim's Eye. Then I, like, won a five game Pilgrim's Eye. This card is... Well, I, you put a splinter twin on a Pilgrim's Eye. I saw you. <laughs> it was did sweet. that. You know how miserable my opponent was? He had like every kind of sword. He's like, I can get through any kind of <laughs> any kind of blocking. Like, nope, not through a random colorless creature. <laughs> so exile all artifacts or exile all creatures or exile all enchantments or exile all plates. It's like four white bee. Four white bee. I don't like it at all. It's like so not my thing. I I, don't, I, I like you never power. played a Chroma's Vengeance. Chroma's Vengeance, it kills all those things that he just said not at once. Walkers. Not Planeswalkers. Like, the ability to, like, like your opponent just, like, goes Planeswalker and then a turn later is just, like, Planeswalker? Man. Yeah, I, I guess. Exile, not destroy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This card seems good. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like, I mean, I'm not bl- saying that I'm never going to play Are you it. resigned to the fact that you're going to play it? I mean... Gonna f- use a pilgrim's eye. I'm really worried I'm gonna have a land ranger in my deck at the Edison Open right now. Like, yeah. I'm actually, and I did so well in like the fake PTQ. Oh, and one. Uh, so let's see. Mystic Genesis. I we talked about that a little bit. I it's think. like Brian's card. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fine. I think it's fine. I'd probably play. I could probably see myself playing one in a standard deck. Yeah. You know, Nimbus one, one, in, one in an EDH deck. This guy looks. I can see myself ending up playing Mystic Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. And what deck? Don't know. Are you gonna draw so many cards with your Prime Speaker? No, I'm not playing Prime Speaker. Crazy talk. Wait, do you like Mystic's Nimbus Swimmer? No. Yeah. <laughs> Blue green X. <laughs> Flying. What do you think it says? <laughs> Just that's it. Did you talk about Ghost Council? Yeah, yes. we did. Yeah, but I'm, where are you, you going to play it? You have to play it in a dedicated doors you love object. It, all right. I mean, I don't know. What, who are his teammates? That's that's the question I have. Who, who uh, are you playing? Brando's right? probably thought about where he'd play in uh, a Ghost Council. Uh, no. You're, you're, are you going to run like? He main? doesn't need any teammates. So you yeah, can't. But Supreme Verdict or Terminus the Skyway. No, but, like, I think you have to play him, like, in a green deck, and he, he's a very ambitious casting cost for a base card. I gotta tell you something. Mana is so good. It's not as good as you think. It's hard really? to get dubs in your off-colors. I don't know. What about a red-white-black deck? Yeah. Really? What, what teammates? You tell me. Falcon Rath Aristocrat. Your curve is oblong. <laughs> Lingering Souls. Yeah, obviously he's good with lingering so the friends. You like okay. uh, one thousand lashes? I don't know what that one is. Four mana, two white black for an enchant creature. Enchant creature can't attack or block. Can't activate abilities. Beginning with upkeep, lose a life. Pillory of the Sleepless for one more mana. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's my <laughs> favorite card. You might. It's an enchant creature. Are you, 
being sarcastic. I'm not yeah, sure. Creature, creature. <laughs> All I did was make fun of people who played Pillar of the Sleepless Power. I wanted to be like, <laughs> and I Orzhov like nonstop, and I'm like, I can't believe you have this card in your deck. Mortify your guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ogre Mort- Veteran is just. Uh, what did you think of Italian when you were playing against it this weekend? Uh, I just killed my opponent. Yeah. Oh, great. You attacked with all of your guys. Let's take you back. My guys are bigger. You're, what, you're 14? You're dead. <laughs> you, you guys don't see this at home. Like, Steve's eyes bugged out. Like, you know if you ever have those toys where you, like, squeeze it and then their eyes bug out? That's what he looked like. Let me tell you about what was said this weekend at multiple pre-releases. As an opponent tapped three mana on turn three. By everybody playing against a borrow stack. Don't be... Boros Sky Knight Legionnaire. Yeah. Just don't play a Sky Knight Legionnaire here. Please don't play a Sky Knight. It's everyone that card. So good. Yeah, it was so good. Like that, that deck was so... The Boros deck was a lot of so time it's, A lot of times it's better to play Sky Knight Legionnaire on turn four or turn five after you have Battalion. Why didn't you, you play Sky Knight Legionnaire deck when we played in Charleston? Uh, what did I... Oh, I played Stupid... What was that deck called? Fire Man Yeah, it was something killer... It wasn't uh, Control Killer. I know that because I kept losing a Control. <laughs> it was, uh, it was oh, a Beatdown Destroyer. Oh, you played the Beatdown Destroyer. Muse Vessel? Yeah. yeah you I, had the Muse Vessels? My Muse Vessels. We vessel split right. up the Muse Vessels. <laughs> Actually, I know which one. I played Muse Vessel. All right, Orzhov Charm. Here's a good tribe. What do we got? Turn target creature you control and all auras you control attached to it to their owner's hand. So, for example, your... Jason Traft and uh, all of its ethereal armors, or your Invisible Stalker and all of its ethereal armors. Uh, you can return Drag Test to your hand. Or destroy... To- oh, that's pretty nice. That's a lot of life. Uh, destroy target creature, and then you lose life equal to its toughness. It's fine. That's a good ability. Or return target creature card with converted mana cost one or less from your graveyard to your battlefield. Brando is... Pumping the sky at that one. What is it? I don't know why. You don't even know when you're bringing back? I'm like really excited to be returning like Cloudfin Raptors and, you know, possibly Deathrite Shamans at some point. Deathrite Shamans so good. You know what? It might be good with like the the Deathrite Shaman deck in standard typically plays with Tracker's Instinct, right? So maybe you have like Ranger dudes down. Yeah. You have to, you you need something catalyst for the Deathrite Shaman, right? And if you're mulching, you actually get the lands, so can't have that. Uh, alright. Prime Speaker, Zagana. I think that's top three cards in this. I mean, other than the Shocklands are the top five cards in the set, but, like, the it's just absurd. It might be the best constructed card in the set for standard. It's really... So I, I, play, I had it in my, my still deck this weekend. I played a Simic Mirror where I got to play it on turn five. Did you have a Thragmuskin play? No, but I had the, uh, I had the Rubble... I had the, uh, the Rubble Belt Raiders in play, and they'd attacked. So yeah. I draw... Drew five. I drew five cards on turn five with it. My opponent untapped for his turn six, played Prime Speaker Zagana, drew seven cards with his. They legended each other out. You were ahead. I, well, no, he was actually ahead. Well, he was yeah, ahead on cards. Hard. Yeah, he was ahead on cards. But then on my next turn, I was able to regrow my Prime Speaker with the, uh, with the new gre- regrow a creature spell, Wildwood Rebirth. So I regrew Prime Speaker, and then I drew, like, seven cards. So I think this is tough. I won that game. I think, like, if you, if you, unless you play with the Hyper Aggro, like, Black Red decks, I think, like, this card's so much more powerful than Angel of Serenity, right? It's cheaper than Angel of Serenity. It's, like, upside is unbelievable. I've been playing, uh, other than playing, like, Black Red Aggro decks, I'm 
very different from. Now, I'm just talking about like most of you get into stall situations in standard if you're not playing like black red. Okay. So yeah, like, I mean, what would you rather do, right? Would you rather like angel or would you rather draw? Like if you play this with a, so you play this with a thrain skin play. Like, you just draw five or draw four. It's draw six or draw four. First of all, okay. Because you draw power cards equal to its power. So worst case scenario is you just play this and you draw two cards. Like absolute worst no, no, case. No, one card. It's no. other creature you control. No. Yes. Oh, among others. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, its downside me. isn't that bad. Yeah. But like the, the thing is, is that the 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 top end of how good this card is is like so much better than Garrick Five, which is a breaker in mid range mirrors. And like the the low end isn't that bad, like we said. But the, the chains are just going to be like accelerator, second accelerator, Thrag Tusk, Prime Speaker. Restoration Angel. And this is uncounterable a lot of the Yeah, time. like, it's just... Like, like, consider, like, how bad it could be if your opponent's playing... It, it's just, like, a straight-up mirror, and your yeah. opponent's got angels, and you've got prime speakers. What if you had a creature with a Runechanter's Pike on it? Yeah, it would be... You'd probably deck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... What do you think about Deadeye Navigator? I think, like... It's powerful if you're going to play a hundred turn game, <laughs> but... I, I can only do this twice, and then I'm dead. But, like... Like, why wouldn't you just play with Resto Angel? Yeah, I mean, it's really you good. You can do that, too? Yeah, it's okay. really good with Resto Angel. It's, like, and it's just so powerful. Like, even if your opponent's got Angels, like, Angels are better if you're this playing is, a this control. Is, this is a card when I was just, like, you know, chatting with people on Facebook and on Twitter and stuff. Like, this is the card that people are the most excited This about. is, like, the breaker. Like, this card is probably a bigger paradigm shifter and standard. So you're saying this should be my... Thundermaw helps. So when the Fantasy Pro Tour goes up for Montreal for Pro Tour Game Crash, I should pick this for large No, creature? you should pick Thundermaw Hellcat. Don't be stupid. Or, <laughs> or, or Thrag Tusk. This is like, this is Thrag Tusk's buddy. This isn't right. Thrag Tusk. You play one or two of this. I, I was going to play four. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you want to draw it. And I think, like, it's the kind of card that could potentially put you over the top against, against control. But it's just... Right, it's uncounterable. Like, you just... Trade like, like it, look at how it tr- changes the paradigm and standard. You're just like, you know what? I'm going to trade all my cards. I'm going to drop all my yeah, cards onto the it, battlefield. And making wizard. I mean, with, you know, you name wizard with your cavern. There's all sorts of other cards yeah, you're yeah, playing. And, and you just like, play cards. it, and you just get into. The, like, you're just so far ahead, right? And then you know they have to. You've got like a six six. It, it's it's. It's everything you could have you ever have wanted. Two or three and play tracker sense. Yeah, I'm going to say something to you, and then you're just going to stop with your stupid pretending to be an aggro player. All right. This card is Tidings and Mortivore in one, and, like, and Magnivore in one. I like both of those cards a lot. <laughs> a minute ago, you said you weren't going to play it. It's Tidings and Magnivore in one card. I like both of those cards. <laughs> How do you see it as Magnivore? It's just a huge guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like big creatures. And it's like reasonably costed for what you're getting. Sure. So what's your best case scenario for playing this early? You play it like... Like, like playing it on... What's your best case scenario? You don't want to play it early. You you need to get cards out of your hand or you're going to discarding. Like, it's... I'm fine with discarding. But like... Yeah, I mean, discarding could be valuable even, right? But think about, like, the Trish situation you could be in. Like, what if your plays are, like, Avacyn's Pilgrim, you know, and you either go, like, second turn, uh, you know, Arbor Elf and Farseek, untap Thrag Tusk, or you can go, like, second turn, Borderland Ranger, third turn, Resto Angel, then, you know, what if you're setting up this. What if Behemoth combo deck, and you also have this? Yeah, it's a gain haste. 
Do they all gain haste? No, 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 but they get huge. There's a, there's a creature that all your creatures gain haste. Right? I mean, I think that if you're comboing someone out with Crater of Behemoth, you probably don't need the size on this body. Well, you don't always combo them out. Sometimes you just have these creatures, and you kind of get stalemated. Maybe my evaluation is wrong. I was thinking about this card like kind of like the best thing you can do in a fair on fair fight. Maybe maybe that's the wrong paradigm. Maybe you shouldn't ever be in a fair fight, right? Yeah, I think you're just like backbreaking your opponent. Like you're you're playing all sorts of just backbreaking bad cards. And you're like, you know you're playing like a, a thread task, and you're playing a re- you have restoration angel, and, and then you know you're just like just overwhelming them with like these just like two for one it's a, car- and then and then you just play this and you just like, how are you climbing back the way I look at it is like I've been playing a lot of uh, a green white ramp deck based on a design that Caleb Durward did and he, he uh, showed me it when we were in Atlantic City recently I've got like one staff of Nin in my deck and like it's pretty good in a green white deck you'd be surprised at how effective having that effect would be kind of kind of off label she's like staff of Nin seems so stupid Compared to playing with a prime speaker, if you're if you're playing straight up, you're yeah. like like oh I have a staff of nin nug you once turn and draw a card every you know every every few minutes I get a card you just like draw a bazillion cards with this thing and then you're so you're such a huge positional advantage. Why not do something? Why not just have a deck that already does a lot of broken things? Like in, standard is a, a format that there the 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 decks are bounded strangely right. So there are a lot of decks that actually set up pretty well defensively that aren't very good against Rakdos or Rakdos Red. Yeah. But then there are decks that you could set up where like you play with a lot of like Rock's Faith Menders or something, and then look those really good decks like Rakdos Red just can never win. Is uh, is the elf, can, it's hard for them to is win. Is the Elf Lord still in standard? Which Elf Lord? The, the Arch Druid. Arch Elvish Arch Druid. I think he is. Yeah. And yeah. like Oh. That's kinda cool. Like is there some kind of like blue green elf like just Charms and all. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Wow. But I'm saying like some kind of deck, and then you're just hopping out with this guy and drawing, you know, four or five cards. And then, like, what's your plan against Rakdos, right? Not getting all your guys burned to death till they kill you. I don't know, trading guys with them and drag tusk, drag tusking them, and no, I mean that's a different deck than the deck that I was. I wasn't you could do both. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you could like. I think maybe you're right. I I think the I had a lot of fun playing Rakdos. Right? Like the, the not the not the kind of deck that Z was playing. Like the kind that has like the four the three mana ogre that can throw himself at, at the opponent. Uh, Hellhole flare. Yeah, is that his name? He's surprising. Uh, it's approximately his name. Yeah, like Hellhole. Yeah, it's Hellhole flare. So like, okay. it, I, I flare. T- yeah. It took Flyer. me a match to realize that all my humans were really warriors. And that you should name warrior with uh, cavalry. Three mana. Oh, three two three. Yeah. yeah. He's surprisingly four, four, three, excellent. I mean, he's never been a three two ever. Like you uh, close out games against him. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we uh, why don't we cut this off and we'll come back? No, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. going. Yeah. Just keep going. Really? You're gonna drink milk a day after like the uh, date on the carton? Just go. We're gonna let go on the escalator? Yeah. Like, yes. What? Yes. Oh Dude, my God, you're crazy. Going. You're a madman. I'll cut it later. Uh, I'm not really going to cut it later. <laughs> <laughs> you had Rubble Hulk in your in your seal, right? Was that uh, yeah? It was, that my, was the uh, guild leader. Guild leader. What? Uh, what did you think of that guy? Man, whatever. Never. Yeah. It's no constructs. No, it's only good if you have a ton of mana. It's just an X spell. Yeah. 
Divination Worm, Shark, Signal Clan. Oh, Simic Charm. Card's pretty good. So this is choose one. Giant Growth. I like it. Permanent you control gain hexproof until end of turn. Wow. Or return target creature to its owner's hand. So and what happens small. if your creatures all, those all lose hexproof? It's time stamps, right? Yeah. Except it doesn't work with Clearing Spotlight. Because Clearing Spotlight, I believe, says, effect. says creatures your opponents control with hexproof can be targeted, can be targeted as if they oh, did not have hexproof. Oh. So, okay. it's like some weird uh, time stampy. Do you notice how the Scarred Guildmage isn't even a mage? He's a human shaman. I mean, like, they kicked him out of the club. <laughs> oh, we're all mages. You could be a shaman. <laughs> Would you get your Would you get your mage degree on the internet? <laughs> Did you click the shaman box? U- University of Phoenix Guildmage. <laughs> like, look, man, I got two abilities, just like the rest of you. Orzov Guildmage. I'm looking. Are the other ones? They're uh, all mages, bro. Let's look. Go find one. I can't find any. They're all gone. I don't remember what they're called. They're mages. No. no wizard. Human wizard. wizard. The dude's a shaman. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're looking at... Uh, let's go past him. I can't believe how bad they screwed that guy. Seriously, like, they couldn't give him the wizard nod? Like, he's like, oh, you're a shaman. By the way, creatures you control gain trample until end of turn. So what do you think about the soul ransom? I like it. Is that, this seems like a card that actually is going to get played in, in some... I like it. formats. It's like control really? magic. Yeah, it's control magic. It's control magic, or you discard, or you sacrifice. Uh, it's probe with kicker. Yeah, it's like yeah, kind of. But it's control magic. Like that's a no, powerful it's probe ability. With kicker. No, it's not. It's not good. What do you mean? It's not good. It's probe with kicker. Wait, you don't think it's good? Okay, I just want to. I just want to understand something. Do you think this is objectively a good power? You discard two cards. I draw two cards. Is that a good power? Uh, for two mana, it's very good. For four, whoa, three mana, it's pretty good. For four mana, that's a playable ability at four mana. I don't think so. It's more powerful than harmonize. It's more powerful than concentrate. No, it usually isn't. I mean, and it's just control magic sometimes. No, it's such a weird, weirdly templated card. Also, just like only an opponent, only any opponent, only any opponent. Uh, <laughs> that's the only one. May activate. Oh look, Sunhome Guildmage, who's sweet, is a wizard. He got his degree at the at, at the Sunhome. No, no, no love for <laughs> no love for the Spark Trooper. Steve, you, didn't you ask if this one or Skullcrack was going to be better in fifteen years? Or in five years, yeah. which one's going to be more valuable? At a foil Spark Trooper. And a Skullcrack. A Skullcrack. It's clearly Skullcrack. Uh, yeah, I did a little bit of research on eBay. Skullcrack might be worth more right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to probably game Skullcracks in Edison. Yeah? Yeah, in Legacy. All right, maybe I really will go. Here's here's my list. It's just kind of like a modified piece of list. Goblin Guide, Grim Lavamancer, Lava Spike, Lightning Bolt, Rift Bolt, Chain Lightning, Skullcrack, Searing Blaze... Uh, and a hot foot. Fire blast. <laughs> Fire blast, price of progress, and then like 12 sack duels, 8 basic mountains. 
So, so, and then after sideboarding, I have like Isochron Scepter and, and Ensnaring Bridge. They like. I like the scepter. I don't know about the bridge. I like scepter red blast. It's really easy to get to get uh, all your cards out of your hand, and then okay. have, like, I think your opponent has like a burning board. burning bridge was a historically like no, I know uh, exciting. Day. I think it's no, just but like, it was, you're playing against blasted arms and stuff most of the time. What if you're playing against like Tarmogoyf. a Tarmogoyf or a Progenitus or an Emrakul? Oh, so your opponent uh, casts show and tell, oh. and you put a and you put a bridge in play, and they have an Emrakul, and they're like, oh, oh, that's cute. Yeah. And you kill them. That's really cute. They sit there with their Emrakul, they can't attack. What if they brain guys for you? <laughs> They're dead before the Emrakul's getting to the attack. They're like, and that's attack, wait. <laughs> you don't like that? You like it now? I like it better now. Yeah, that sounds pretty exciting, So, actually. And it's like, Searing Blaze is so good against Deathrite Shaman decks. Searing Blaze is one of the most underrated cards. And, and the rest of my sideboard is, uh, is, uh, um, R1, destroy target artifact, instant, they take three. Smash to smithereens. And then, um, I guess you could play, you could play Red Blast, maybe. Like, the disruption cards aren't that good in this set, because it's not, you can't consistently draw them. You're not playing against that many high tide decks. Yeah, but like, it's, You'd it's, rather it's, just have a bolt. Like, but, most of the time. but, uh, big spell combo decks oh, are a problem. Also, forcing through, uh, Pyroblast, uh, price of progress is important sometimes. Yeah, so, but it's, it seems like a pretty good deck. Um, like all, all the legacy decks I've been testing are, are are above average win percentage, but none of them are devastating. Have you played my cat zoo deck? No, I you probably should. wouldn't. Sounds like Good. the kind of deck that's going to eat it. No, I love cats. Cat. So Spark Trooper, playable or no? Uh, Six so it's one R R W for trample, lifelink, haste. Beginning of your end step, sacrifice Spark Trooper six one. I, I so think it's like no. ball lightning plus. Six life. Plus six life. Oh. It's just not playable, right? Are you uh, are you playing against other creature decks that don't have removal spells? <laughs> are they just gonna take? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> like, imagine you just you have you have just cast a hot master of the fells, right? And then somebody your opponent casts a spark trooper. What do you? Sure. I think take so six. <laughs> you have to be playing against creature decks without removal spells. Four first strikers. And then it's good. Maybe. It's not good. <laughs> Maybe. But also you can't be able to play Falkmarath's Aristocrat or Hellrider. Or this guy. Or Rubble, Rubble Belt Bat- Riders. Rubble Belt Raiders. Alright. What do you think about uh, Sun Home Guild Mage? Insane. It's like the most insane Guild Mage in the entire cycle. It's just better it's than Selesnia Guild Mage. Seems for, I've Yeah, it's strong. Does it have a home? Playable and standard? I, I don't know. Do you think that there's really going to be a deck that has red and white mana that's attacking people? Yes. <laughs> I'm not talking about a deck that has red mana that's like... you Are you even going to play with the white cards? Like uh, Maybe. The red decks... Forest Charm is really good. Like The red decks that, that like a lot of people play, that they only touch for Falcon Wrath Aristocrat. Uh, some can, of them have the pro-white. I can honestly see the Battalion uh, Lightning Helix Angel being good. I, I know it seems crazy. I could just... I mean, he, you, you see him getting played over Falcon Rather Risk Crate no, and no, Hellrider no, 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 no. I don't, and I Dragon. Don't, I don't, but I see those cards all going away at some point. All right, this card just isn't good enough until the rotation. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, just, like, the incentives of playing Thundermaw Hellkite is so high. What, what, what's that? We, we talked about Treasury Thrall already. You still, you still love this card? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't match up to a Thundermaw Hellkite very well. Does he? 
He's, it's, I think Thunder Six Ma- is too much for it's, that for a creature that doesn't do anything. The turn he comes yeah, in. Thunder Mahal Kite's going to brain you for ten before this guy comes online. Sure, That's you the, cannot play a six drop with no effect when it comes into play unless it's going to win you the game. How about turn. Prime Speakers and Aga? That's going to it. <laughs> a yeah. has an effect when it comes yeah. into play, and B it's going to win you the game next turn. What do you, what do you think about? Um, Urban evolution. Oh, wait. You just jumped over unexpected results. Okay. I think that card's pretty interesting. I think that the notion of, like, casting unexpected results and hitting an urban evolution is insane. You well. <laughs> BDM, how do you feel about turn two, Goblin Electromancer, turn three this? Turn three unexpected results? Yeah. And I, I do love a Goblin Electromancer. You know that. Uh, shuffle your library, then reveal the top card. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. If it's a land card, you may put it into the ba- onto the battlefield and return unexpected results to the owner's hand. I think there's a fair number of decks that just will not be able to beat this card. That like, <clears throat> you, like the decks that just sit there and don't do anything, like the ones that Steve is criticizing, but used to play, i.e. full of Dawn Elementals, would not be able to beat I it. never lost with that deck. Because you never had to play against unexpected. Imagine your opponent could this card, this card ramp actually, growth every turn. This card actually feels like it could be... Like playable in older formats where you're able to set up the top of your deck and like no, don't you, you shuffle your oh you shuffle oh I'm sorry you shuffle you're right yeah. I, so, the thing is, you have to have a bunch of six drops in your deck for this to be yeah good. what if you just go like six drops yep yeah, how about this what if I just go second turn whatever rampant growth effect I have like far seek unexpected results oh an omniscience yeah. cute like oh enter the infinite the thing good game hit, what if you hit a land. That has to be relevant for you. Yeah, but it just get you just get it back. Like the, if the rest of your deck is so powerful that every time you cast unexpected results and don't hit a land, and your opponent is just boned, like that's like the, the, you can just go unexpected results urban evolution. Like that's ridiculous, sure. and that's not nearly as good as unexpected results omniscience. Clearly, which I think this is just a deck. Unexpected results. I mean, how do you, you, have have to, to, you, have how do you consistently do that? You, you just don't try. consistently do it. Like every single thing that you could hit is just. Plus, oh, you're just putting lands into play. What if it's just a time walk? You're like unexpected results, time walk. It's like you're a ramp deck, and you're like, like, oh, I can just win on turn three. Just randomly win on turn three. Time walk is really good. Just go like unexpected results, omniscience. Oh, enter the like. Uh, okay, I, I have an urban evolution in my hand. Urban evolution. Oh, I just drew it. Enter the infinite. Good game. Like you just won on turn three. Like that's. <laughs> I'm playing this. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> Sorry, Prime Speakers and Naga. Other Civic cards are going to play. You, see, you really like Urban Evolution? You think that is... I think that if you're going to... First of all, I think that the, the trend in Omniscience decks is going to be to play four Omniscience's instead of one Omniscience. Right. And so you're just going to like want to be in a position where you like get a bunch of lands into place so that you can cast your Omniscience. And once you have an Omniscience, you want every single thing that could like draw three cards so that you can get your Enter to the Infinite. So, like, once you have an omniscience in play, anything that, that says, like, oh, draw a whole bunch of cards, or basically a proxy for find my answer to the infinite. What, is, what means does the omniscience cost to cast? Like, ten. ten. It's not, you're, if you're playing unexpected results. Sure. And, and there's, like, oh, I think Ranger's Path gets, gets uh, breeding pools now. I think this card is only good in decks with a lot of six drops. Well, he's talking about. I'm talking about ten. He's talking about ten drops. I know. I'm talking about six drops. If you hit a land, that has to be relevant for you. Right. You can also hit like a Sylvan Primordial. Which one's that? That's a seven drop. um, Seven. Oh, you have one. Yeah, I have one in there. Seven drop, like six eight or something like that, and then you get to eat one of their lands and put a forest into play. I'll run this. 
Does this cost a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, but yeah. Seven, like, this is the kind of thing you just mull hard and it doesn't matter because, like, all your cards are plus plus. I don't see it. Solemn Simulacrum, which obviously didn't have anywhere near the upside that this card has, was good because it got you, bumped you up to Primeval Titan or Infernal Titan. Okay, so you could play with sixes. I mean, I don't disagree it's, these sixes. it's pretty insane in a deck full of uh, in a deck full of uh, Eldrazi. I mean, they don't have to be those things. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you just randomly unexpected results and get an omniscience. Like, th- this is a very how is powerful that? effect. <laughs> I'm talking about like a situation where you're like cramming twelve Eldrazi in your deck. Yeah, and going maybe you'd hit an Eldrazi, and you're like talking about a situation where you have like four omniscience in your deck and Urban Evolution and. I think Urban Evolution is really good with unexpected results. Well, I can see it. Like, I can see that. But I mean, I can also see stuff like... Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is actually just a fine ramp spell. It, I mean, it's, it's, you got to get to six. It's a no, fine so ramp spell. What sixes do you want to play? That's actually a good question. Prime Speaker seems great. No, it's not. No, it's not bad with that. Yeah, it's bad with that. I mean, maybe my sevens... I don't think it's good enough if you're trying to bump up to seven. No, no, he, he, he's... Thrag he toss? makes an interesting point. Thrag toss? That's not a six. That's a five. But that's not helping you with that. Yeah. You might miss your land drop. You don't Treasury throw? Thing, if you're giving up a turn, if probably two turns early to ramp, then well, you have to make Well, it's giving up a turn. Like your opponent's unlike... There's, it's unlike your opponent ever does something better than cast a Farseek on a second turn. Oh, that's sure, the best thing you can do. One to two early turns. Just... To ramp. Sure. Ramp. Agreed. Red black zombies. <coughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> you better have Thank an you. awesome play coming up. I will need it. <laughs> but like, I mean, you're just gonna win. Armada worm. Armada worm's a good one. It's hard oh, to yeah. cast in this in this show. Maybe. Maybe. It's Dub's white, right? Yeah. Double double white, double green. Man, it's so good right it's now. It's not as good as you guys think it for is. Dub's on the off colors. It is. All right, so you can't just say that it is. I've actually played these decks. Uh, Vizcapa Guildmage. It's the Orzhov Guildmage. Oh, look, another wizard. Uh, <laughs> they really creature. screwed the gruel. Target creature gains lifelink until end of turn, or whatever you gain life this turn, each opponent loses that much life. I feel like I should like him, but I don't. This card's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you could do four with your Vampire Nighthawk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not worth a card. Find me yeah, some sixes then. Oh. Yeah. Nah. You're gonna yeah. if you have like Martyr Sands Infinity, like do you really need to be nugging them at the same time? Well, I mean, yeah. so much, <laughs> it's a deck, you know you just can't win. You just kill them. Just kill them, yeah. All right. oh. Like squadron hawking and radio rage. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, actually. you like you like stupid infinite that's a, game yeah, life that's decks. A, yeah. night, that's a I don't combo even kill people. <laughs> this is like I mean I guess I could see this guy hanging around in a deck with a Shuko. <laughs> Figure out a six for me to play. Figure out what's, a six for me to play. What, what, six, what six mana spells do you want to play in standard? Uh, the Creatures. only other ones I saw that were interesting were Charmbreaker Devils. So no. You can, like, get it back. No, I mean, just a good body is good enough. I mean, Armada Worms a body. It's two bodies. I mean, if you could Primeval Titan, even C would be on board. Yeah, it would be insane. <laughs> sure. Primeval Titan. <laughs> so much better than Solemn Simulacrum. Alright. Uh, How about this guy? Zeratas Wine. I mean, Steve will probably play this card. Alright. Next, I'll just I break it after gold. 
I'll, I'll just remember to do that. Okay, you want to talk about a hybrid? Real okay. Quick. So, Here. I'm going to skip over a bunch Beck of and Apparition's a pretty good card, actually. There's a card I know that uh, Fernando's really excited about. He, uh, he, was saying, he was thinking about uh, the Drogskull... Drogskull Reaver. Drogskull Captain. Drogskull Captain. I was thinking about Drogskull Reaver. Yeah, I right. really like that guy. But, uh, like that with Snapcaster Mage in the format. Like you can successfully stand off against other Snapcaster Mages and even Death Ray Shamans and Unbarrel Rise. Like, like how much better is this than uh, Cremate? It's not better. You can cast it with white. It's not better. Drawing a card is better than having a 1 1. That's my question, is it? It depends on what you're using the 1 1 body for. I mean, I guess if you could gear it up with a pike. Yeah. Oh. He even makes himself bigger, right? Yeah. With uh, Bio Shift. Bi- so, Biomass Mutation. That card's insane. I Oh, I actually had that in my. Uh, oh, this was funny. Yeah. Release. You didn't like it? No, it made all my creatures smaller. <laughs> uh, so, X, Simic, Simic. Creatures you control become XX until end of turn. I needed, like, eight mana for it to ever do anything. This is basically an Elves card, right? Like, I think it's good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fine, right? Like, I don't think it's good. It's way worse than Mirror Entity. There's no Mirror Entity for you to play, Steve. Uh, Bioshift is just Simic. Move any number of plus one, plus two counters from target creature onto another target creature with the same controller. Shrug, keep going. Yeah. Burning Tramissaries. Like actually, actually, talk about for a second Boros Reckoner. Because this is a card that Ferrando pointed out. We looked at my card pool. He was like, you should have been Boros in my Simic deck. And Boros Reckoner is one of the reasons why. Because I had three, uh, what's it called? Pit Fight? Fight. Which is uh, two creatures fight each other. Mm. And so, like... If I make this guy pit fight, I can actually kill two creatures. Like, let's just say you had two, 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 two creatures. I can pit fight my Boros Reckoner, and then when your creature deals damage, my Boros Reckoner gets to deal damage to something else as well. So he's Target probably creature or player. Yeah, or, or player. So he's probably going to take... Do you think he's going to take the... Uh, this the, guy's good. The oh. wolf's spot in Mono Red beat him? Uh, depends. But I so, can see myself playing. So he costs bar. He costs Boros, Boros, Boros. Because I hate the wolf, and Arilax says I'm stupid because I don't like the wolf. But, but like this guy, the the main problem with the wolf is that you could just hit him with a pillar of flame, and then he has no text. Yeah. But like this guy will live through a pillar of flame. And like and, and if you deal damage to him, like you get to do something to them. Yeah, he's 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 the wolf. He's a being. <laughs> yeah, we got that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going. Uh, Burning Tree Emissary. It's good. It's a good card. I like it. Immortal Servitude is a card people are talking about a lot. So, X, Orzov, Orzov, Orzov. Price progress here. Yeah. Will Price, Will Pop has been talking about this card a lot. Each creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard. So if you play like all... All one drops. Ones. For four, you get them all back. The thing is, he wants to play all two drops because there are a lot of two drops in the format that have haste. So he's bringing back like Ash Zealot and Rakdos Shred Freak. But you could also be bringing back. You. But you could also be bringing back Blood Artist. Yeah, he's bringing back Blood Artist. You could bring back Strangle Geist, I guess. Oh, how horrible is this? Like, it has ors up, ors up, ors up, and a card, card it actually has to cast. Well, there's a couple. So there's a couple things you can do. So, for yeah, example, if you have, you could do is move on. No, no, no. Like, all right. 
I will talk about the civilized scholar illusionist bracers. <laughs> yeah, put all your guys guys in your uh, this card seems good to me. I mean, oh, I think anything that can get some card advantage, you probably can find an angle on it. But Will's idea sounds horrible. I think Gift of War is awesome. It has a cool picture. Hmm? Uh, Gift of Warzova. One uh, Orzov, Orzov for enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. That's like, you're going to play that in Constructed? In the Geist deck? You put it, yeah, I was going to go straight on a yeah. Geist. Yeah. You can dodge oh, Tusk, and you're just going over the top. It's like, and you're gaining oh, life. Actually. life. That's just kind of disgusting. Yeah. You have, like, and you have your stupid... Yeah, no more Spectral Flights is this card. I actually love Spectral Flight. Yeah, and you also still have your Ethereal Armors in that deck, probably. Yeah. I think that card's going to be like a solid 2 of in that deck. Do you like Nightfall well, Spectre? Uh, I really like it. Which one is that? Oh, no. Demir, Demir, Demir. Uh, Two, three, Demir, Demir, Demir. Not really. Flying whenever it deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles top card of their library. You can play cards exiled with Nightfall Spectre. Like, I think like it matches up really well against green white decks. Like they play this on turn two. Just like crush them. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they gonna do turn with it? Two. Um, death ray shaman. Death I can see this being okay in modern because you can play it on turn two off of a death ray shaman. Like, it just gets online. Like, yeah, it's very it, you hit all your land drops, first of all. Right. Yeah. Like, you can borrow those. And then, like, if they have, like, some weird extravagant cards, you can cast them with like their you lands. just, like, hit their land in oh, their yeah. mob. <laughs> like, it's... Okay. It has so much upside. With like, this and Liliana of the Bale, you can just rip apart their hand really quickly. It doesn't hit hand. It hits yeah, library. Just, it's just... Oh, it's library. library. I don't like it. Yeah. It's I mean, two, really we, powerful. We've seen two, three flyers are a pain in the ass. They're hard to kill yeah, in standard. Yeah. Like it's too small to kill with a with a Selesnia charm, and too big to kill with a pillar flame. Like sure, you can hit it with a searing spear, but like you can also hit a vampire knockoff with a searing spear. It doesn't stop it from being a serious threat in standard. And you can't you can't kill this with what's the black and one thing ultimate price. You can't be hit by ultimate price. It's, it's surprisingly hard to kill. And it's, the only things that block it are Nighthawk and and, uh, and Resto Angel, which, to be fair, will kill it. But usually you can see those coming. Or you're at least in colors. If, that if, you, ever, if you ever get it throw, through, it's going to do... It does some value. I don't see it. Uh, what about Pit Fight? Yeah. In Constructo? It's okay. an instant, it's an instant speed right upon. But Red can play it. Like, you know, there's all sorts of cards also that you... I mean, like, you're like, okay... My Thrag Tusk will fight with your Restoration Angel. Like, um, okay, I don't care. You know, sure. Oh, I just realized you can play Barth Reckoner in Domery Rod decks. How so? Hmm? What do you mean? Play it and fight. Oh, oh no, then you just fight. fight text. Yeah. Oh. So does Open Wall Tracker. He's, he's a harder match with the wall tracker, though, right? Yeah. I mean, not that you couldn't. You just right. Match. So, so here's a quick, big question. Go to the bottom. Yeah. Shattering Blow. One hybrid, bor- one Boros, exile target artifact. It's a kind of a weird card, right? It's just, like, better than Shatter, but shittier than Disenchant. Yeah, like, it's just whatever. It's fine. It seems, you know, playable in some narrow... Yeah, just like, know, cards like know, this always make like me go, counter. Yeah. You know, there's some blue instant. It's like counter target monocolored card. <laughs> you know, exists all of a sudden, and you want this in your side. It's just like you always have a panoply of of cards you can just choose from that will do this. All right, so let's break. Okay.